2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the pregame show here on Roto-Grinders. I am Britt Devine, and we're going to have some fun talking about last night's basketball, last night's MLB, and uh, basically going over, hey, what did some of the good players do? What did some of the bad players do? What did the field do? And see if there's anything we can do to try to figure out how, how on earth do we play today's basketball slate when we really don't know any news or anything like that at all today but we're gonna have some fun this is an interactive show if you're on the youtubes chat with us over there if you're on the roto grinders page you can chat with me over there i see shawnee max in there talking about dino dino had himself a nice gpp play uh gpp day playing 10 percent of everybody a couple of days ago so congrats to dean on that one but uh this show we're gonna be looking i didn't see dean shipping any tournaments last night he should have rode the hot streak he probably just cashed out you know, and uh, had himself a nice day over at the Costco, but uh, you know, congrats to Dean on all that, and we're going to have some fun basically checking out the contest from last night and and sort of seeing what, what won you some money today. Uh, if you're over on the YouTubes, click the like button. It helps the suits like it, the algorithms like it, uh, and if you want to get notified whenever Roto-Grinders is live, click that subscribe button. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it uh so if you guys let me know what, what do you guys want to talk about first the first person to respond in the chat baseball or basketball from yesterday what do you want to talk about and we can start going over i got baseball pulled up uh from the relay throw i've got basketball pulled up from the shoot around uh and, and we can have a good time i got a couple of the top players and some really different differenting uh strategies that people use uh you know throughout the the uh the, the day on basketball, but I guess I'm going to start with basketball. Uh, I've pulled up uh, the Tuesday shoot around. And the first thing I, I always like to do is see what one and congrats for taking down a hundred thousand dollars Rayflow. reflow. Ray you're not on Roto grinders, dude. Come on over, become a member if you're out there, but uh, you're a hundred thousand dollars, richer today. And taking a look at his lineup, it looks like the, the big thing was right. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook was, I'm actually surprised he was only 64% owned by the field. I was expecting 70 or 80% when I pulled this up, Uh, but it looks like he faded Russell Westbrook. And then his key to victory, Keldon Johnson from the rafters with the the top elbow, you know, with the elbow drop, uh, just absolutely ships him the $100,000. I barely knew who Keldon Johnson was until maybe three or four days ago, Uh, but at Basically, no ownership, dropping forty-four fantasy points at thirty-nine hundred. That was easily the key to his victory. You can see he won. Basically, no one else is going to have him. Uh, He also had Kyle O'Quinn. I was a little surprised too. Just I don't think enough people are making use of late swap on on basketball right now. You know, you can see that Kyle O'Quinn was only sixteen percent on minimum price, three k on DraftKings. I know it's tough to use all those centers over there, but, man, uh, Kylo Quinn, uh, two big keys to victory, low owned, you still even on a f- six- or seven-game slate, and tonight on a four-game slate. Tonight, right, when anything can happen in basketball, you're going to, if you're playing these large field tournaments, don't be afraid to throw in a guy that's 1% or 2% owned. That has a reasonable chance of something happening in that game, and then he gets more minutes. I can almost guarantee that's what's going to win this, these large field tournaments in basketball today. Uh, so if you are playing them that way, make sure to take a look at that. Uh, I've seen a lot of people wanted to talk baseball. I'll jump over to that. We had the relay throw, uh, it was taken down. Two people split the top prize G Man 888 and uh, We Oaks. It looks like they had, let's see here. I believe the exact same lineup. Carson, let's see, Carson Kelly. Nope, they had different lineups, same score. So two people went over here. Uh, Dylan Bundy, what a season Dylan Bundy is having. Gets out of Baltimore and becomes an elite strikeout artist, really changing his picks mix up. Uh, the price was high. It led to reasonable ownership on, on him last night if you could buy in. And the double premium, I uh, haven't really seen that too often this year, but the double premium takes down. Uh, the the top prize over here, and I believe both both had that combo. You really needed that, the two two highest-scoring pitchers. Uh, G-Man didn't really – I mean, I don't see a real stack here. He's got some Arizona. He's got some Colorado. He's got some Padres that were against a reasonably owned pitcher, right, to give him a little bit of leverage. I mean, if, if you can just pick the guys that have the big game every day, great uh, long-term strategy, probably not how I would go about it, but I also didn't win $62,500 last night. I prefer a more strategic approach, uh, trying to get some form of a stack. Uh, and on a big slate, what were their uh, 12 games last night? I would almost never run up, you know, just basically trying to pick off home runs and things like that. But it worked. Um, Weux, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that's what I'm going with. Sort of again, right? The two pitchers, that looks like the Sharks, right? Only Brick 75. Not a lot of 150ers up at the top, so the stacks didn't really come through last night. So it looks like the casual player had themselves a pretty good night. Uh, you know, over here, two two good pitchers. Uh, he had a couple of rays, maybe a three-man raise, a three-man Phillies, uh, mixing in, you know, a three-three. Is that really going for it in a tournament? Not something I typically use. Worked out last night. Uh, looks like the Sharks. A lot of them didn't really have. Too, too good of a, an outing here. Did I, did any of you out there use the Scherzer Bundy? I was on Scherzer a little more than Bundy uh, for cash games. I only played one or two tournament teams. Uh, I didn't have this combo. I, I sort of, you know, min-maxed or used Scherzer along with one of those mid-price options that didn't really pan out, right? Like if I go over to the ownership tab, uh, let's go to Pitcher and let's see what the field did at Pitcher. So I was, I was on Gonzalez a little bit. That didn't work. Uh, Lynn Bloom didn't work out. Stripling didn't work out. None of these guys really worked out. And if you look at the fantasy points, I mean, you needed Bundy. You needed Scherzer. I don't think other than Zach Gallin, uh, I believe he was the only other pitcher to score 20 fantasy points. So you basically had to have that combo, which I guess that sort of makes sense. So uh, I see Mike in, in chat, and I here's here's the, the thought process on this, Mike. Stacks should work. The, the thing is when the pricing is a little tougher uh, it's okay to not just go all five three all five two ones because then that's when you mix in the 4 three one or you know the five one 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 because when the stacks get so expensive when you are just, you're when you're stacking and you're forcing five threes in it just it becomes too it, you're just spending too much money sometimes on that. And you have to take two really horrible pitchers that are extremely unlikely to hit. And sometimes you can't even get that to work. Um, so if the pricing on DraftKings or on FanDuel, it's always a little bit less. So you can still 4-4 and four three one there pretty easily. But when, when the pricing's tough, it's okay to vary. Now, would I just try to go like a 3-2-1-1-1-1-1, you know, trying to pick all one-off guys? I would not play that way. That is a long-term pretty unsustainable way I believe to play major league baseball tournaments uh, on DraftKings. but I would be you know more fine going five with all one-offs or like a four three one when the pricing on hitters is tough Uh, it's just it's easier for you to fit in good bats along with good pitching uh, when when the pricing's tougher to go a little low on on the stacks hopefully that makes a little bit of sense for you Um, I just wanted to go over the ownership real quick of Somewhat, I would consider pretty good players. I want to know, too, Buranasaurus Flex. He is on a heater of all heaters right now, uh, you know, out there in the DFS world. He plays a lot of lineups, but he's having himself a good night. So I would like to see what are, you know, at any given point in time, what I would consider uh, a guy who's just crushing everything. we got a guy here on Roto-Grinders. He was on the NBA morning grind. Uh, Andre, I believe his name is. He won a million. He's won 100000 He's just winning all the time. You can go get his baseball takes on the morning grind today if you want that. Uh, But he's more of a fan duel player than DraftKings, so I can't really bring him up here so much. But, you know, like Scherzer, right? Everybody pretty much in line, you know, or slightly above. I think that was a reasonable call. He didn't even really have a great game, but he got 24 fantasy points. And, like, we're still at this point in the season where, there's one, there's not a ton of great pitchers, and, two, these guys aren't really going deep. I thought Scherzer was a really great payup in my opinion. I thought that was a good play. Um, I played Marco Gonzalez. Obviously, in hindsight, it didn't work out. Uh, 25% owned. I think he was around 6,600, something like that on DraftKings. Right, And it worked. You got Scherzer, you got Gonzalez, and then you were able to get some of the bats that you wanted as well. Or you can go Bundy and Gonzalez. Uh, we had the roof closed. We saw the night before the roof was open in Texas. Texas gets spanked. Uh, And now he was pitching lefty against all those Texas lefties. It just didn't work out for him last night with the roof closed. uh, I think that led to pretty increased ownership on him. The key obviously was Dylan Bundy, right? So it makes sense that the Scherzer Bundy combo got there because these were basically the two known quantities that can just really post massive scores right now. And it really worked out if you had that combo. I can see Brick 75, he was overweight a little on Scherzer, but double the field on Dylan Bundy, and it's no surprise, you know, Brick 75. I'm going to bring up his top lineup, right? Someone who's 150-ing everything on every site with his own systems to do everything that he wants to do. What did his best lineup look like? So he had those two, and then it was a one, two, three, four, five Milwaukee, two Chicago, and then one Boston player right 521 and that's what allowed him to get the two best pitchers he didn't go like uh trying to pick all one-offs right long term that is unsustainable trying to do that but his lineup makes a lot of sense two really good pitchers a bunch of low-owned bats he look i mean he 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 had a really good tournament day here still still took two zeros right very hard to do that but it's just he was on bats in this particular lineup that nobody else had while having The chalky pitchers, right? I like that sort of makeup, right? You never want to have all the chalk. You never want to have a whole team, right? He didn't need two 5% owned or less pitchers on this team, right? So I like what he did on this lineup. If I go and look at his next other lineup that did well, it was Bundy and Gonzalez, right? So again, two higher owned pitchers, and then he's just on stacks, you know, that was a low owned. He had the Angels, so one, two, three, four, five, and then he basically had a one off, right? So you can see he's mixing. Probably because the salaries are tough, not just jamming five3. he had a five two one. he's got a five one one one. This is smart. I like what he's doing on here. If you study some of the best players, they do this quite a bit. I like all the variants and you'll notice as the salary gets a little tougher, um, you'll notice they vary their stacks quite a bit more. If the salary was easy, I would almost guarantee on a 12 game slate, They would have a 5-3 preference on their stacks, uh, but just wasn't really possible last night, and it sort of bears out. And what I would consider one of the better DFS players out there, um, You know, at least their top two lineups, their lineup construction on this one. Uh, A couple other guys I always like to look at, um, Brandon Adams. I don't think he had 100 lineups in this one, but he was overweight. Marco Gonzalez and Ross Stripling. RIP Brandon Adams, smart guy. Uh, last night, it just didn't go his way that, hey, welcome to DFS. Very hard to win every single night if you can. Congratulations if you're Andre. That's on the morning guy. I don't know how he does it, uh, but you know he, he's, he's shipping things every single night over there. Very hard to do that in DFS. Uh, and then he was a little underweight Scherzer. He was overweight Lindblom. I guess that was okay at that price, but it's not going to win you a tournament or anything like that. But, hey, on your own, right, if the, the early show, the pregame show isn't on, on Roto-Grinders, go through Results DB. It's a great tool. It's usually updated by 11 or 12. You can just pick out a couple of players, see what they're doing, see what one, try to figure out where you two. to. Um, one, of, one of the things you can do too is line up HQ. You can sort of go back in time and um, create, you know, lineups from yesterday too, right? Like if I go to FanDuel and I've got baseball pulled up, well, up here, right, I can go back to yesterday and I can – I can try to win I can try to win yesterday's sleep if I want to on yesterday you know you just go back to it um, start playing around you can maybe even see some of your old exposures too and you can have yourself a good time and line up HQ and try to recreate see our projected ownership still in here so you can mess around with that. Uh, you know if you're trying to be a better fantasy player, just reading all the art, as good as Cheese's article is, as good as Andy's article is, as good as Crunch Time is, as fun as this show is, as good as everything else is here on Rotogrange, right? Use the tools of your premium members, go back and try to recreate the lineup. Specifically, if you're MME or you're using lineup HQ to do it, you can go try to win last night. If I would have done XYZ, right, would I have won? No, I still didn't get there. If I would have locked in Dylan Bundy, right, with the stacks that I wanted. Would I have won? Maybe. All right. Like so. You just try to figure out what you're doing, and uh, you know, uh, I always kind of preach a consistent process, night in, night out, uh, is sort of how you get there in baseball today. Uh, I see some of you in chat again. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Roto Grinders, click the like on YouTube. We would greatly appreciate it. If you want to know on all the shows coming up here, by the way, too. Right, I've been doing a couple of those best ball shows. We've got an underdog show right after this one. If you're playing best ball, it's uh, DB is going to be hosting. There's a best ball show, live draft on underdog, if you want to get any takes on that. And then right after that show, at so that would be noon. And then at one, there's a best ball hot take show with Jamino and a couple other people where they'll really go over and kind of what's happening in football to get you up to speed if you missed anything on that. So right after this show, two more hours of free live shows Right here on Roto Grinders, and you can get all of the your best ball itches. DraftKings got it, Underdogs got it. Um, there's drafters. I'm over on there. FanDuel, yo, dude, FanDuel, come on. You bought draft. There's no best ball. I have an inkling maybe it's coming from FanDuel. Hopefully, sometime soon. I would hope. It would, it would be sad to see that go to waste if they didn't use it over there. But there, you know, best ball is going to be an enormous thing moving forward in DFS now that DraftKings and hopefully FanDuel has it, and you have Underdog as well. Um, you're going to want to get in on this. And I will tell you right now, DraftKings, best ball, uh, I've seen a couple tweets on it. It's literally like playing DFS in like 2013. This is how soft it is compared to what you're typically used to in DFS. So I encourage you, uh, if you want to try to make some money and want to have fun drafting to go check out the DraftKings, I think it is extremely soft over there at at this current point in time. Uh, what do you guys, what do you guys want to talk about? We can go over a little more strategy. I can go over how to do stuff in lineup HQ. I can talk about tonight. Hit me up. What do you guys want to do in chat? Let me know. I'm here. I'm here to please. And a very interactive show we like to do here. So please, please uh, give me some thoughts on what you guys want to talk about. Otherwise, I'm just going to kind of switch back around and I'm going to go back into the NBA zone. Uh, so we had squirrel patrol shout out to him last night, took home, uh, I believe he got another live qualifier. And, uh, I always like to see, did anybody lock players in last night? So Dink didn't chess almost did wakey wakey definitely does. That's how he likes to play. I can almost guarantee you that. Right. But squirrel patrol, he's on a lot of the shows here on Roto grinders now. And one of the things he always talks about is he just, he pretty much just never locks in a player because you want to give yourself a shot at a lineup that is just, you have the ability to still win even if the player you really like doesn't have a good night. So you can see he was 92% Lillard, 80% Westbrook. Um, Chess is okay, just really almost like a near fade of Russell Westbrook, and, man, that should have paid off for him big time there. Um, But, yeah, always interesting to see what some of the best players do night in, night out, um, what they are on the field, right? Restbrook was the highest on. Lillard was next. Squirrel Patrol, Homos locks him in. Chess, Homos locks him in. Uh, Luca Squirrel Patrol, Homos no Luca, right? Like, uh, how, do you, how do you come up with things like that? What makes you decide to do things like that? And Luca had himself an okay game, but he was no Damian Lillard last night with 84 DraftKings points, right? So that looks like this was probably one of the main reasons. Squirrel Patrol ended up having himself quite the day, um, you know, and winning that live final seat because he made the stand and it worked out for him. So uh, a big congrats to that. Uh, let's see. It looks like everyone wants to talk about tonight. Uh, looks like baseball early slate. So I'm playing the early slate. I haven't done enough. I've spent a little bit of my research. on. let me see if I can find the early slate. If it's even up on, Oh, you know what the problem is I'm on yesterday. Let me bring that up here. I'll bring up DraftKings as well. Uh, what site you guys playing? I'm playing both. I haven't really looked too much about the MLB early, but let's take a look at it, and we can kind of go through what's happening. I've got the bat X pulled up here. This is sort of what I use. I certainly don't always agree with it. Uh, more than capable. Of making decisions on myself. Uh, looks like we have Carrasco against the Cubs. I have not checked the weather in that game. I'm going to guess if Carrasco's popping wind in that early game or it's blowing in and – oh, no, it's in Cleveland anyway. But it's nice that the wind's blowing in there. Uh, Carrasco, a uh, decent favorite. I think he's pretty good. Uh, always tough to get a read when they uh, – with, without lineups on that one, but I think he – Looks pretty good here against the Cubs. The Cubs still can strike out. Uh, I would have no problem doing him. Uh, Hendricks against Cleveland. Cleveland's been one of the worst teams. You've got two good outings from Hendricks and then one against Cincinnati. The nice thing about Hendricks, right, is he can go deep. We, we know that. And, on, you know, teams are, are using their bullpens more. Uh, so getting a pitcher that is able to, to just go deep in a game makes some sense. Uh, I like Griffin Canning, uh, a little bit different pitcher right than Bundy, but uh, against the A's, we just saw the A's can certainly pop off for some strikeouts at any given point in time. They can certainly hit some home runs, but I think Canning uh, is a pretty, pretty reasonable out there. I like him. Uh, probably wouldn't mess too much with some of the other guys out there. So it looks like at least on FanDuel, uh, I'd be eyeing uh, Carrasco, Hendricks, and then probably Canning as my three favorite pitchers out there. Uh, the DraftKings two-game early slate. I will not be playing the two-game early slate, uh, dude. I mean, look at this. Just, do you really want to do this to yourself with at pitching? Right, paying ninety-four hundred for Chris Bassett in a two-game early slate. I don't know. I would play Canning. I mean, it's tough. You don't want to play a chorus pitcher. Good luck. Uh, I, I don't have too many takes on the DraftKings slate. I didn't like it. It was two games. I'm on FanDuel. They got all the games. They've got five of the early games. That's where I'm choosing to play my early stuff. Uh, in terms of bats, uh, let's go to the starting lineups page. We'll see what we got over here. Of course, if you're on FanDuel, right, you got cores. That's going to be where all the chalk lies. It's 94 degrees out in cores. Don't pay any attention to the wind. You got, uh, you know, Charlie Blackman's hitting 500. Uh, what, you know, if he hits over 400 in the shortened season, that would be pretty great. Uh, but Weaver and Sanzatella, I have no faith in any of those guys. Uh, I would really, really, really be focusing on bats and cores. It, basically, cores, except for maybe one game this year, has yet to live up to expectations. It can be two nothing going into the ninth inning, and the game ends eleven to seven. Uh, I just, uh, I love cores. When you get into the bullpens, anything can happen there. So, of course, uh, absolutely no problem getting to them. Uh, the bats, I think. The, the Angels, right if the Angels roll out sort of their, their A lineup, uh, I think they look pretty good uh, against Bassett, and I would much rather, I think, take the Angels than the A's. Uh, yet to see where ownership lies on that one, but I think the Angels are, are looking like a pretty good stack this morning. Uh, probably would be avoiding the Indians or the Cubs unless you're playing game theory and we come out with enormous ownership on Carrasco over on FanDuel or something like that. Then maybe you can mix in the Cubs, but this game just looks like two good pitchers um, that can limit damage, that can you know, at least in Carrasco, and get some strikeouts. I don't really see myself wanting too much of that game in terms of bats, uh, you know, unless of course you're you're playing the leverage of you know going up against the the opposing pitcher. Uh, we got the Blue Jays; they're looking pretty good. Biggio and Bachet; those guys uh, have been pretty good all season long. I, I think you can go to them. Uh, if Travis Shaw's in there, he looks like he's going to be cheap on the FanDuel early slate. T. Oscar has been great to start the season. This is looking pretty good. Don't forget, this is in Buffalo. Right, This game's in Buffalo, and I believe they just fixed the orientation. Don't quote me on this. You can check the weather report from Roth when he gets it all up, but I believe the temperature and the orientation of the park uh, has been fixed for Toronto, so this should be accurate for Buffalo. Uh, so don't forget, it's out there, uh, minor league ballpark. Uh, I like some runs out there. Projects pretty good if you. Uh, I believe Cardi had a threat on that as well. Uh, really liking the Blue Jays offense, especially. I don't know if we're gonna have their lineup when the early slate locks, but they're looking pretty good against Yamamoto in the bullpen. And then of course Cincinnati, 84 in Cincinnati. It's humid. It's not raining, but it's really humid. The entire Northeast. Uh, I can just tell you, it is, it is hot and humid basically all over the Northeast. And uh, Brad Keller, right? Sure, righty on righty. But Suarez, Castellanos has been great. Uh, Vado, the top of that Reds lineup's looking pretty good. And the Royals, they've more than paid off uh, a couple of times this year against Wade Miley. Just a bunch of tough righties. Uh, I I think you can do that. So, probably the only teams I'd be avoiding, uh, I guess, would be the offense in this Indians Cubs game. I don't really like the Marlins. And uh, not thrilled on the A's. I do like canning as a pitcher, um, but if the A's do come in low-owned, right, you have the people, oh man, they sucked last night. Bundy went through them. People are going to be using canning. I think, you know, as much as I would be okay using canning, uh, I think you can make a case for an A stack as well. They have plenty of power to basically do it whenever you want. Uh, so that's a quick take on the early slate. Do you guys have any more specific questions? On the early slate again, I'm choosing to play on FanDuel for the early slate. They got five games. Uh, I'm, I'm just—I I have very little interest in a two-game baseball slate when one of them is in cores. That's just—that is not what I like to play. So I have uh, decided to play on FanDuel for the early slate. We can—I'd like to talk basketball with you guys, but guys, I got to be honest with you. Uh, not really much to talk about. Even Meansy, right? I read his uh, article this morning. Even means he copped out because we just don't know. The totals have finally come in. But it's going to get, you know, as two, three o'clock approaches, it's just going to get really wonky in injuries. And I would tell you, people are like, don't play basketball. It's too random right now. You want to embrace it. If you're able to stay on top of it, you want to play more injuries. You want to have, you want a 150 entry, You want to play more head-to-heads, especially early in the day, right? Let them soak overnight Because if you're able to actually pay attention to it, your opponents might not. You might be able, you you might free roll. There might be a guy in a tournament who's 10% on that we know is going to play 10 minutes or not even play at all. This happens late season NBA. This is, if you can embrace the variance, this is when you want to play. There's no more free money in theory in NBA than at the end of the season because your opponents, right, four o'clock, people make their lineups at noon. They don't even look at them. Uh, they're at work, right? This is when you want to play basketball. Don't be afraid, right? As long as you're around, if you're able to stay on top of it, uh, you're not really going to get a bigger edge in basketball than you are over these last couple of games of the, you know, bubble regular season and things like that. So get in there, jump in. Uh, and, and if you can embrace the variance, uh, I think you should probably play a little bit more uh, if you have the means to do so. There's just, uh, you know, a lot of money to be made if you're on the right side of things in, in basketball right now. Um, Obviously, we have Harden. We have Harden projected on DraftKings for 70% ownership. i got to zoom out here, uh, Devin, and refresh just to kind of make my whole page. Actually, let me see if I can rearrange this. Boom, here we go. All right, I got it. Uh, So we got Harden at 70% ownership. What are, what are they going to do here with with Harden? I think they're probably going to play him. It's really tough for, you know, if we saw minutes projections, um, Indiana, right, they're going to do some funky things. I think you can project some of their crappier players for a lot of minutes. I think the Clippers maybe might want to be the two seed. Maybe you can project them for minutes. But, you know, even though Houston, you know, it's Harden without, I think, a 33-minute projection is pretty good. And, you know, he could play 27. He could play, he's not going to play like 40. I can almost guarantee that. But, you know, really hard to to not – I would probably just lock in Harden at 11-1. If, like, it's very unlikely. Like, look how many fantasy points more he's supposed to score than the next person. Usually it's not like that. It's hard for me to see a winning – if he even has, like, 52 fantasy points tonight. Very hard for me to not see him being on the winning lineup in late season NBA, I would be, you know, I would, I would have them in every lineup if I was MME and things like that. Um, again, make sure you can take advantage of late swap, make sure you're around, right? Very, very important stuff at this time of the year and you get a big edge. Imagine if you were able to swap to Kyle O'Quinn, right? Because you knew everyone on Philadelphia was going to be out. You get like a million fantasy points at 3k on DraftKings. I mean, that at like 20% ownership. That sounds amazing, right? To be able to do that when 80% of the field doesn't, huge, huge edges to be had. So make sure you're around. uh, I believe we're going to have crunch time. Let me bring up the videos page. Let's see what we got going on here. We're going to have, it looks like a basketball show at 2.30. And then look at this guy. Look at this man right here. Uh, Basketball show at 2.30. And then we're going to have crunch time at 3.30. Must watch right? We got in crunch time, we got the Eaton wasn't available news as news breaks, right? The chats all helping each other out. Uh, make sure to watch that. If you're a premium member, this is like must watch towards the end of season. And probably the biggest edge you're going to get is simply just watching crunch time. Uh, listen to the meansy pivots as news gets haywire and trying to, to make sense of it all. So make sure to watch crunch time. Uh, what, else, what else you guys want to talk about here? We got a couple of minutes. You got lineup HQ questions. You know, how do I do XYZ? Um, if you want to look at the night slate, let me know what you want to do. We're having fun over here. Click the like button. Uh, we would appreciate that. Helps the suits be happy and helps the YouTube algorithms. Uh, also, don't forget best ball. If you an addict like me, over the next two hours after this show at both noon and one o'clock, there are different forms of best ball shows. Make sure to tune that before NBA starts rolling in. Uh, if you're on sharp side, right, we got the, the streak thing going on over there. If you get five lock bets in a row, right, you start winning some free money on FanDuel, you start clicking buttons over there, lock a couple, lock a bet in. Maybe you can get on, on the good side of that and start off uh, your streak over there. I've got up to four a couple times, haven't it, at that fifth. I want to get my free 10 bucks, uh, but it just hasn't worked out for me yet so far. Um, let's see here. Uh, three DK pitchers you like. So maybe I'm going to assume that's the night slate because it's a two-game early slate. So it would be pretty hard for me to figure that out. Uh, so let's see. If you're out there, uh, who was this? This is Keyboy DFS. Let's go to DraftKings tonight. This is where I've spent the majority of my research um, so far. Let me just get this on the screen for you. There we go. So we got my pitchers. Uh, Again, I'm using the Bat-X as my main projection source, and, you know, it's 11.30. A lot of things have not been updated on, you know, the projection. Even as good as Cardi is, right? Like, these aren't set in stone uh, seven, eight hours before lineup block and things like that. But let's take a look here. Uh, Currently, right, horrible slate again. Highest projection is 17 fantasy points from Zach Greinke. Barf. Uh, and, and then to top that off, Zach Granke is 10-3. Uh, double barf. Uh, so a guy not even projected for close to 20 fantasy points. It's against the Giants, but his velocity's down. Uh, I think I got plate IQ over here. So let's see. I noticed this this morning. Let's go to Granke. Recent trends. Again, this is for if you guys are premium members, you have access to all of this. So what I don't like about Greinke is over here, you can kind of see, this was his velocity last year on his fastball, 90 miles an hour. I mean, he's like Madison Bumgarner. He's throwing 87.7 miles an hour right now. He's across the board. His changeup is slower. I I don't like to see that. He's still getting it done a little bit, right? He's had one good game, you know, a 19 and, you know, a middling game in a bad game. I don't know, if I'm paying 10-3 for somebody on DraftKings, I want that guy to have some strikeouts and not be dipping in velocity. So that looks a little scary to pay 10-3. Uh, Zach Eflin is going to be the chalk of chalk. Um, you know, horrible against lefties, okay against righties, but he's the key, 6,400, and he's the second highest projected pitcher on DraftKings, according to the bat. So Eflin's going to be ultra chalky. Uh, I can almost guarantee he's going to be the easily the highest-owned pitcher on DraftKings today. Uh, a couple guys I really like is I I, I would much rather spend on Kensa Maeda than Zach Granke. Maeda is, you know, he is an actual good, real life, great, good to great pitcher, can get some strikeouts. And I mean, his plate IQ is top notch. Uh, if we go to Minnesota, sure, he's against Milwaukee. Milwaukee sucks. Uh, they're having a very bad season. All their guys are striking out left and right. Uh, so this is like 19 and 20. If I just go to this year, I mean, you're not going to see basically a, a team more in the red than the Brewers right now. It's Just red, 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 red. Their whole team stinks. Uh, you see Maeda really, really good overall even this year. And if we scope out to even last season and we go to the premium reports and we take a look at Maeda, right, nothing's really velocity. Same, velocity. Same pitch mix, right? What, what do you, what do we like to see from our fantasy pitchers? That's going to get us interested. To me, that is less fastballs, more breaking stuff. Smart guy. Maybe he got the memo. This is what you want to do. So not only is he good, but he's also around the same velocity. His pitch mix is changing to more breaking stuff, which is good. Uh, his changeup, right? He's throwing his changeup and his slider quite a bit. Uh, you can always go back to the regular dashboard. And if you want to see if those are as good pitches, right, he's throwing his change up. Let's see here, change up 237 WOBA allowed in his basically, basically career, all green across the board on his change up. And then the other one was the, the curve, that one's not so hot. Uh, maybe I was right. But um, you know, if he's throwing his change up more, and his fastball less, right, he's getting 34% whiff rate, on His changeup 20% whiff rate on the fastball picks mix is changing to more of the breaking stuff. He's going to become a better fantasy pitcher with more strikeouts. Really, basically, unhittable against righties. A 220 woba um, lefties don't really even touch him either. Um, so, like, the my I know it's Milwaukee, uh, but I'm going to tell you to me in my early analysis, Maeda Eflin that looks like the. The combo I'm sort of looking at at this point in time, at least on, on DraftKings. Uh, if you have a Dave Jones, uh, welcome to the show. If you have a big GPP contest, is it okay to save salary and select lower-owned players like Kyle O'Quinn? Uh Sure, especially right, like on a normal slate. You got to think of this little bubble season, especially the end of it, much differently than the regular season of NBA, right, where the stars are going to all play 35 minutes um, in that first part of NBA. Now, as we approach the bubble, it's chaos. So yes, it's okay. I would rarely leave more than like three to five hundred dollars on my NBA team if this was a normal situation. But if the pricing's cheap and every team's playing backups and all those backups are also cheap, I'm okay leaving six, seven, eight hundred dollars left over if I think Kyle O'Quinn has the ability to post the highest raw point projection of anybody in that salary range. It is okay to do that specifically right now, right in the end of the bubble where minutes are going to be volatile for everybody, um, projections are going to be all over the place. Um, I'm okay taking specifically that guy's going to be a little lower owned too. And you think he has the ability to outdo someone who's five or six times as owned as him. And he's a little, little less. I'm okay doing something like that. that makes perfect sense to me. So Dave, don't, don't be afraid to do it. I wouldn't leave like $10,000 left on the board in NBA tonight, but if you have a lineup and you're staring at it, and it just looks really good of guys that you think can produce with a good mix of high and low own plays. And it's you know, and you've got a thousand dollars left. It's, it's the end of the bubble. Embrace the variance and, and, and roll with it. I'm okay with that. tonight. Uh, let's see here. Uh, anybody else, if you're in chat, answer me some questions. We probably got, I don't know, five or 10 more minutes left of the show to have some fun. I can interact with you. In any way, shape, or form that you would like uh, as it regards to lineup HQ, baseball, basketball, results DB, anything on Roto-Grinders, let's go. Shoot it into the chat. We'll have some fun here today. Uh, As far as bats, let's go to that while a couple of questions come in. Uh, Bats for tonight. Uh, So we got the Yankees. They look like they're going to be ultra chalky. I think it's probably best if I just go to the starting lineups page. Let's go to that. And let's hope that the totals have come in. I've got draft kings up here. So it looks like most of the totals are in here. Uh, this Philly game looks really good against LeBlanc. If, right, like 83 degrees and humid, right? Sounds great. Uh, we just got to see if this rain holds off, see what Ross says a little later in the day on that one. But the Phillies are looking pretty juicy. Uh, the Yankees are looking really good. Uh, I don't know what a Hawasker you know it is, but he's pitching today. Uh, For the Braves and whatever they come up with out of the bullpen, I guess I would have to check and see what their plans are after that. But the Yankees are looking pretty chalky. Again, it's in Yankee Stadium. It's 83. It is very humid. The balls will be flying, uh, you know, in the northeast today. I can tell you that. If they get a hold of one, uh, it's going to travel a little farther than if it was 10 degrees hotter and it wasn't as humid as it is out there today. So that looked pretty good. Um, The Astros, you know, looking at their prices – depending on the lineup they run out right if Tucker and Reddick are up towards the top of the lineup they look good but it gets it gets expensive to take a Brigman, to take a Brantley and then get one of the two you know Yuli or Correa so their stack might not be uh, as popular as the Yankee stack all right like judge 6300 it is very tough for me to spend 6300 on a singular bat in baseball but it's also very hard to argue against about as a lot close as you can get to a home run as you, you can basically, you know, call out on any given point in time. So I I like judge quite a bit today, the 6,300 price tag, pretty difficult. The other guys, uh, Hicks isn't having the greatest season. Um, You know, but if you get, you know, a couple of these guys and you mix in a Mike Ford, right. He gives you a little bit of salary relief, something like that. Uh, I like them. Uh, I do like the twins every day. I already mentioned I like Maeda. He's going to be one of my favorite pitchers tonight. Uh, We don't have a a total out here in the Mets game, but this this is going to have to be a reasonably high total for Citi Field. Again, high temperatures, high humidity. Uh, The balls are going to be flying out there in the Northeast today. Uh, Either offense in this game looks pretty good. Uh, I I like the Rays offense against Godley. That's looking pretty good, too. These guys, right? Diaz, G-Man Choi, uh, you know, Kevin Kiermaier, these guys all have the ability to have big games and they're so cheap that should really, you know, to get a three and four combo, if this is the lineup that cheap, uh, they're going to be really flying up the ownership boards, in my opinion today, specifically if people are trying to spend up on Maeda and get a couple of other good, good, uh, you know, expensive bats out there. Uh, the Rangers, right, really depends. Hey, well, what are you doing with the roof out there, boys? You opening it, you closing it. Got to see what they do. I don't have a particular take on this game. I know someone was talking about Taewon Walker uh, has himself one good game. Everyone wants to jump on it. Next game gets hit around. uh, Next time he's out there, I guess it really depends. Uh, A little more inclined to use the bats if the roof's open. Uh, A little more inclined to uh, shot take on the pitchers if the roof's closed. I always like Dodgers offense. Davies is a reasonably good pitcher. But uh, I think the Dodgers—you can stack them up every day. Just ton, tons of firepower. Uh, Raise chalk tonight on FanDuel. Let's take a look at the main slate over here. I'll go to the starting lineups page. I've been using Uh, uh He's been—he's been great for me the past couple of days on FanDuel, and he's been ultra cheap. I uh, don't know if he'll be in the lineup today. So let's see. Meadows leading off. You know, Lau. Uh, Yandy Choi. I mean, how, how are these guys not going to be chalked? Chug- you know, I think they're going to be a good mix of rays and lineups today. And I have no problem. Like Meadows is great. Brandon Lau is great. Diaz uh, a little up and down. Uh, you don't, you know, a bunch of these threes, right. These don't really, you know, get you excited. Uh, but the 19.2 does, you know, if he has himself a good game, he's had a, a quite a slow start to the season. They're still going to give him good lineup opportunities uh, I'm going to continue to roll with him. I think he's a reasonably good play tonight, and then Choi or whatever else they put in the middle of that lineup. But don't sleep on like the the Kevin Kiermaier, uh Tsitsugo, Zunino, right? Don't even sleep on those towards the bottom of the lineup. There's just there's good baseball players all in that Rays lineup. I think you can play them a, a multitude of ways tonight on on FanDuel. Uh, so yes, the two thumbs up, uh, Mr. Kinder. Um, let me just make sure I didn't get any other questions. I think that's about it. I don't really have you guys have any other questions or anything like that. I think I might, think I might, uh, call call the end of the show here today. Unless I see a couple more questions. Well, anyway, guys, uh, it's been fun. You can check out the pregame show. It's usually either me or Blender. Uh, we're on maybe I don't know three to four times a week. Uh, there's a jam packed rotor grinder schedule right now, so whenever time allows, we like to come out here. Use the tools here on Rotogrinders, ResultsDB, Plate IQ, uh, Lineup HQ, uh, to get an idea of what uh, your actual opponents in DFS contests are doing, and then all the premium stuff on top is absolutely amazing. Plate IQ has got to be it's like the single best tool for, in my opinion, research on a daily basis, right? And one, you know, in theory, look, right? If you're not a premium member, you, you can't really see all of these things, right? But you can really see here quickly. My eight is good. And specifically, right, if I go to this year, I can see just God awful Milwaukee team. Yelich is just a shell of himself. I'm not convinced he's fully healthy. Everyone's striking out left and right, right? Like just total trash. Have a lot of fun with all the premium tools if you have access to it as a premium member. Uh, Washington stack, keyboard DFS. Yes, two thumbs up on the Washington stack. Any... Good bats in the Northeast today. uh, Give them uh, an uptick, and I'm sure the bat, as it updates throughout the day, the heat plus the humidity is extremely underrated in DFS, and uh, the balls will be flying in the Northeast today. Top GPP pitchers, I'm going to go to DraftKings. I already mentioned Maeda. He is my favorite. I do expect him to start garnering a little bit of ownership when that comes out. Um, I'm not in love with Granke. I get it but I'm probably going to be a little underweight on him. Eflin's going to be the chalk. Uh, if you wanted to soar from him with someone like a, a Lyles or a Tavon Walker, if the roof's closed, I think you can make a case for that. Not really on Blake Snell. One of these points, they're going to give him a leash. I don't think it's today. Uh, if he's just out here throwing three, three and two-thirds, right? Literally, right? Pulled after three innings with five Ks and two walks. Doesn't even give up a hit, and they still take him out. That's not someone I really want to spend a lot of money on. I would probably have zero Blake Snell. Um, I don't mind Tanaka. No, Knowing you have someone who has the ability to go five or six innings today is good, right? I think Tanaka's in play at a reasonable price. And then other than that, it starts to get real iffy. So I, I would spend up on, on one of those guys that I just talked about. Uh, all right, I think we're gonna get on out of here. Thanks to everybody for watching. Again, click the like button on your way out of here. We appreciate it here at Roto Grinders. It helps us in the algorithms over on YouTube. Uh, if you want to subscribe, please do that. You'll get a notification of every show that's coming up. And speaking of shows that are coming up, we've got two hours of best ball uh, coming up right after this so at noon. It's going to be a underdog underdog fantasy live draft uh, with uh, I think it's with Eric and with uh, DB. So they're going to walk you through that. If you have any interest on Underdog, check that out. And then if you really like best ball after that, uh, at 1 o'clock, there's going to be a best ball take show. i uh, will basically get you up to speed on everything that's going down in NFL along with all the cool products on DraftKings, Underdog, and everywhere else that's running best ball. So other than that, have fun tonight, everybody. Thanks for watching. I'm Britt, and we out you.